0: 97.1 FM Talk.
1: On Demand Audio. All right, let's um, have a chat here in East Washington right now. Former Congressman Rodney Davis, who has been through these processes before many times. How are you this afternoon? Happy New Year.
0: Hey, happy new year to you too, Mark. How's everybody
1: doing? I think we're doing okay. I need some help here with the uh, just the procedure as we get started. So they're on the third ballot right now, just giving you the running vote total. McCarthy with 69, Hakeem Jeffries 73. Hakeem Jeffries would only be elected speaker if five or more Republicans cross over. That's unlikely. But you still have 10 others right now. And I haven't been listening, Rodney, to all the specifics. I'm guessing most of those have been Jim Jordan. So th- this will continue, though, until whoever has the right amount of votes, right? And there doesn't seem to be anything that's going to break it, does there?
0: It, it, it will continue. And, and as a matter of fact, there was one person, one colleague who switched their vote. Uh, that was Byron Donalds. So, okay. uh, that one surprised me a little bit in this round. But it doesn't look like, um, as they're getting through the top of the alphabet right now, through the third round, uh, that many are changing their minds. And, you know, this is, this is something that's different in the Republican conference right now. We have traditionally over the, over my time in Congress have allowed a small, loud few to determine what the will of the conference is when it comes to some tough issues. And right now, the governing, my governing colleagues, the folks who want to see things get done in Washington, they're mad as hell because 85% of Republicans voted in our primary, in our conference primary to support Kevin McCarthy. And these folks are saying no to the majority of the conference. And that's what's making them dig in more for Kevin McCarthy right now.
1: But you you also have people that aren't willing to well look even Jim Jordan went up there and I played the audio before he's getting votes right now he supported Kevin McCarthy so you know the dynamics of all of this are are very fascinating I guess maybe the question would be what's the end game here Steve Scalise's name has been mentioned you know uh, Steve very well unfortunately you share what happened at the congressional baseball game practice with the um, the shooting incident together but is that now a possibility because let's face it Ronnie for months people have said you and others, uh, Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker. Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker. Is Kevin McCarthy still going to be speaker?
0: Why is it up to the eighty-five percent of Republicans who support Kevin McCarthy to make a deal? Why isn't it? Why is it the pressure being put on these nineteen to twenty individuals that are hijacking the will of the Republican Conference and hijacking the ability for Republicans to do what the American people? want them to do by taking the majority of the House. They want Jamie Comer to be the chair of, of oversight and government reform. They want Jim Jordan to be chair of judiciary. They want to haul in Biden administration officials and utilize our oversight responsibility against him. But none of that happens. Nothing happens until we have a speaker. And yeah. they're holding out
1: right now. And by the way, Jim Jordan wants to be chair of judiciary. That's the gig he wants, right?
0: That's exactly what is happening right now but this game continues because they've never had to play chicken against the majority of the conference until now and unfortunately the american people are witnessing the craziness that i've witnessed behind the scenes for 10 years
1: yeah but isn't the majority of the conference sort of losing this battle right now can you argue that but
0: at, at at some point do you continue to overwhelmingly support kevin mccarthy which the majority want or do you give in to a small group that then is going to ask for more and then also who's the alternative
1: well that's Jordan's the problem the yeah you know that i don't see i don't see who the alternative is is going to get enough votes it's my understanding also i don't know if you can give us any insight into the you know behind the the door stuff closed door stuff but the my understanding from some of the reporting today, Congressman, is that the, um, the Freedom Caucus has moved the goalposts, that there were some concessions given by the, uh, the minority leader, hopefully speaker. <laughs> but at this point, they're moving the goalposts and asking for more. Is that your understanding as well?
0: Well, this isn't anything new, Mark. I mean, it's happened all the time with some of my colleagues who are a part of this opposition. Uh, they don't know how to get to yes. I mean, look, I had a conversation about getting to yes on legislation with Marjorie Taylor Greene probably a year and a half ago. And I said the same words to her that she just said to Matt Gaetz and to others. Take the win. you yeah. got the changes you wanted. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people in that 85% who are supporting Kevin McCarthy who are really pissed off that McCarthy gave in on a lot of rules changes. But it's typical, it's typical that they continue to move the goalposts. They did it on immigration reform. They did it on health care reform. They did it on so many issues that allowed us not to accomplish what the American people wanted. My message to Republicans, don't allow, don't allow this small group to stop Republicans from actually getting the majority. And at some point, if they're not going to negotiate, because there's really no room to negotiate anymore with them, they got pretty much everything they asked for, but it's still not enough. Why not negotiate with some Democrats? Don't talk about ratios on committees, committee appointments, et cetera, space in and around the Capitol. Why wouldn't you? and and as a matter of fact when does the onus go to the democrats and when does the onus go to the people who aren't observing the will of the republicans who are actually right. in but the Republican? Can,
1: can you are and this is where we get into the omnibus because I don't think you can argue that the uh, the people who voted in the midterms wanted a four hundred you know four thousand four hundred page spending bill that most lawmakers didn't even read. That's one point seven trillion dollars. And Chip Roy gave a pretty impassioned speech right as I was taking the air because let me let me just speak on the issue. And I know you have answers for this. You and I spoke last week because I was confused about the way this went down. But as a fiscal conservative, you know, there's all these things that may define conservatives these days. But I've always been someone, and when I say always, since the 1980s, you know, that really thinks that reigning in spending is, is something we should look at. It never happens. It doesn't matter who's in power. It never, ever happens. So you have a year now. We have inflating prices, rising interest rates. The American people are not being able to spend more money. And if they are, they're going into debt. And the House passes a bill that has crazy amounts of spending. Now, I understand that there are constitutional responsibilities involved in that particular bill. But you'd have to understand why some people are upset about this, don't you?
0: Absolutely. But unlike the Biden American Rescue Plan, Unlike the multi-trillion-dollar uh, uh, multi-trillion-dollar uh, uh, infrastructure package, what we voted for in the omnibus was our annual spending plan. And frankly, uh, Kevin McCarthy made a political decision not to negotiate on the omnibus bill, and I think it was to appease some of these insurgents. But in the end, it didn't work. And in the end, it's going to if 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 the American people are watching this right now. Why wouldn't they want Congress to have an annual spending plan right now? And it could have been more Republican if Republicans in the House would have negotiated. But they decided not to. And unfortunately, more Democratic priorities got put in. That's our government. Do you want people who are going to stand up and bitch and moan and complain when I watch some of them vote for a $2 trillion CARES Act package at the beginning of a pandemic, and then now they're sanctimonious about spending? Come on. Get an annual spending plan. Understand there are things that we need to do, but if we don't address the mandatory side of our spending, the, the omnibus bill only addresses 25% of all government spending called discretionary. Hey, we've got to do something about the mandatory side. And no one, if, 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 if folks who give impassioned speeches on the House floor don't bring that up and don't address that, then they're just, they're, yeah. Well, I, just I'm with America. you. And I
1: well, I think it's, you know, you have Senator Hawley that came out recently and said, we don't need to talk about Social Security. I think you do need to talk about Social Security, especially because people aren't working and, you know, the people who are going to start collecting Social Security, the money's going to run out. But help me with the process here. Let's say that I'm, you know, I, I'm you, okay? Which is frightening to think about, but let's because I'm not even qualified to barely be on the radio, and I'm I'm looking at this omnibus, and I understand that there are responsibilities to make sure that the military's paid and you know the the folks along the border and all that, but then I see three million dollars in here to make highways more bee friendly or um you know a big pay raise for the the TSA. I get that that's a drop in the bucket when you talk about one point seven trillion dollars, but don't you have it within the negotiating power to say look some of this stuff we're just not going to go for it
0: if you're at the table and yeah. republicans in the house decided not to be at the table i mean at, at, at some point at some point we've got to come to the conclusion that we've got to have our annual spending bills now you can pull something out you can pull something out of an annual spending bill that someone may not like i mean someone may not like some of the projects that i got put in there for my district right but in the end compromises how we actually govern in this country and you can do it in a more principled way if you have a seat at the table. Or you can or you can walk away and stand up and bitch about it and then, you know, not deal with the root cause of a debt and a deficit.
1: So as I let you go here, I don't know if we, we have an answer, but what's the end game? Where, where do you think this heads right now? I mean it's just a mystery, right?
0: There, there is no end game right now because okay. McCarthy's gonna stay strong, the eighty five percent are gonna stay strong, and at some point the Democrats and the more moderate republicans are probably going to come up with a deal and how conservative is that well
1: we're going to find out former congressman ronnie davis i appreciate your time this afternoon thank you so much thanks buddy all right we'll talk soon
0: get more at 971talk.com all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time